Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. What have we got to talk about in this episode? Well, let me tell you. Uh, those two Eddie Murphy sequels. We've got some stuff on that. Uh, there's a movie about our favourite inspector. And I think Clerks. There's some Kevin Smith stuff. But before we get to those stories, we'll start with trailer talk. Birds of Prey. The Joker is out of the picture, but everything is just as colourful as we expected for Harley Quinn in the first trailer. Well, there is a picture of Joker in the trailer. Like, like a, and he gets a... mentioned a couple of times. Is this Birds of Prey or is this Harley Quinn? This trailer paints Harley Quinn, the movie. That's what they're painting. And Harley Quinn is in the title, in the extended title. She adds that herself, I would think. <laughs> I think she adds that part. The movie is called... Birds of Prey. When I go to the movies, that's what I'm asking to see. I'm, I'm not doing the whole time. I'm going to go out of my way to be like, one, well, not one, but two tickets to Harley, Birds of Prey, the emancipation <laughs> of the one Harley Quinn. Is that Oh, right? well done. This is what I'm thinking about this trailer. They are presenting an established character, a very well-known actress, mm -hmm. and the movie will actually be more than just Harley Quinn. That mm. is what I'm thinking slash hoping. I don't just want a Harley Quinn movie. Right. But I think for their marketing, they're going to push... Well, that's, I guess that's what they're doing. They're pushing Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie. They're getting that done. This this trailer is cut like a music video clip or... Like, oh, it, it's it, Suicide it, Squad it, all over again. <laughs> it does look like they're trying to sell something with a very unique flavour and tone and, and all that... Whether that's what we're going to get, though. You know what? We I have been burnt before. I showed this trailer to my wife, who isn't into comic book movies. She will watch the Marvel Studios movies, and she'll sit through the DC films with me. <laughs> but she's not a big fan of comic book movies. She watched this trailer and said, looks good. And I was generally surprised <laughs> that that was her reaction to this. The other characters are teased very briefly like it opens with black canary singing in a bar and you get a brief glimpse of the the water in the glass starting to shake the louder she's singing mm. so it's teasing the canary cry if you if you watch this trailer and you don't know these other characters you're not going to know the characters are in this trailer like, i agree and that's the truth there's i mean we, we've seen these characters before on the TV series Arrow, and to certain extents, the characters have been portrayed well. But with these movie versions, as we're still spending time in the world that was first set up with Man of Steel, on the big screen, however these characters are presented, it's how we're going to have them for quite a while. So I'm just hoping that when we get into the movie and into the story, Birds of Prey are more up front, and we see them looking more like their comic counterparts. Sure. I don't just want <laughs> street, like street level clothes, and they're referred to by, you know, Huntress, Black Canary. Which is kind of what we got in the first Suicide Squad movie. That gave us some costumes, though. No, no. Oh, mate, this is so much Harley Quinn. And how many <laughs> costume changes does she have in this one trailer? Yeah. You've got to think a lot of these sequences that we're seeing, only she's seeing. They're all in her head. Oh, okay, sure. I don't know. Like when I'm, she's singing, there's all the hands. I've got, got the... Think. Look, I'm all... I'm 
going in positive because I'm like James Gunn. There's all these new actors that are just bringing all this, you know, they, they form this huge roster of, of cast. So it all looks good. I'm just, I'm just cautious, you know. I don't like being burnt twice. Can you remember when they announced a standalone Joker film? Yeah. Let's just give this movie a shot. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that one turned out okay. That was all right, wasn't it? It was that okay. That one turned out okay. Jungle Cruise. This is the movie based on a Disney ride that's been talked about for quite a while, and we've finally got a trailer. You know what? I thought this was... I had no idea it had sort of like a exotic period piece type style to it. I thought they were on a cruise, like a yacht. Oh, okay. I thought they were on a cruise liner. This is more in line with what I thought it was going to be. Okay, yeah. So we've got idea, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. They are embarking on an adventure that turns supernatural in this first first trailer. We do get a brief glimpse of Jack Whitehall, British comedian. He's playing Blunt's brother in this. He doesn't get his name flash up big like Johnson <laughs> and Blunt. He is on the poster, though. Oh, that's But he doesn't right. get his name on the poster. Mm. But that's progress. <laughs> Young Jack Whitehall is making a name for himself in the US. This movie looks fun. It's not the first time that we've got a movie based on a Disney theme park ride. We had Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. What I will say, based on the trailer, the big distinction, Jungle Cruise actually looks like a ride. Yes, like an adventure movie, like... Once the plot kicks off... They've got the vessel. It plays like a water ride. Yeah, it's just, I'm assuming they're just going to go down this river and crazy stuff's going to happen. And, and it's we've got be Johnson bouncy. looks to be playing a bit of a charlatan based on that the opening of the trailer. He gets recruited by Blunt's character. She's playing a Indiana Jones type character, mm. which looks fun. It actually reminded me of Brendan Fraser in The Mummy as well. Actually, with with Whitehall, he's it's kind of like the brother of John Hammer. Yeah, that's the guy. Thank yeah. you. I was blanking then. I know my British actors. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe same sort of setup there. I guess this movie looks fun, and it's been proven time and time again. You stick Johnson in a jungle, <laughs> money at the box office. There's been a few movies, actually, yeah. One of his earlier movies, I guess he didn't, like, set the world alight, but it was a fun movie. Welcome to the Jungle? Welcome to the Jungle. In the US, it was uh, The Rundown. And then Welcome to the Jungle. (laughs) The Jumanji Jumanji movie. And he's back in the jungle again. In fact, you know what? He even was in the jungle for that Journey to the Centre of the Earth sequel. Was that a jungle? That was like... It looked like a jungle. It looked like it. It was a very colourful, trippy jungle. This one, though, unlike those other Johnson Jungle movies, he's not just wearing a white T-shirt. So that's good. He's that's actually good. Yeah, mixing it up, mixing it up. When he first starts talking at the <laughs> opening of this trailer, all I could think was Maui. It's him in the Disney yes. movie again. But Maui sounded like an exaggerated version of Johnson. And obviously we're talking Maui from Moana. And that's what he's doing here. Yes. And then, of course, we've got Mary Poppins. I'll tell you what, I've got more to say about this movie than I realised. <laughs> it looks pretty fun. One final note. Like, with Disney's live-action films in recent years, I'm talking like the past five years, they haven't really landed the mark with original live-action. Like those, you know, I'm thinking the the Nutcracker and that one with like 
the one that Oprah was in. I can't remember what it was called. Jack Whitehall is also is he? <laughs> oh, right. oh, Disney. Uh, what was the uh, a Wrinkle in Time? That's the one. They haven't been landing. People haven't been really. But I've not even seen those two. I had to turn off Wrinkle in uh, Time. Was that this year? <laughs> <laughs> Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. Um, but this looks okay. It looks decent. In yes. fact, you know what? More than that, it looks good. It, you know, does. it looks it's good. It's not an animated remake, and that's something. <laughs> it it looks fun. It looks uh, fun. Doolittle. Robert Downey Jr. talks to animals in this one. Yeah, I like the poster. <laughs> he's not a people person. Yeah, he likes um, animals. His accent in this, what is it? Disturbing. That's what it is. It's, I it's, don't know what he's doing. It's a, it's a, it's an English type. Is it? It's a British type. I mean, I'll go with it. It, it looks, <laughs> it looks. <laughs> Maybe when you hear looks more, more dialogue, you might. Oh, okay. That's what it is. I've never seen the original movie that came out in, I believe, the sixties. Do you know what? Which was I, based on the novel. I have seen the one where he like he like goes on a ship and he travels. Yeah. yeah. So this I've seen that is. A, a reinvention of that story. Not so much the Eddie Murphy. I like right. that one. No, I mean, I enjoy them, yeah, but as yeah, soon that as was modern day. He's actually a doctor. As soon as Eddie Murphy stopped, I stopped. So I've not seen <laughs> three, four, maybe five. There's like a lot of those his movies. daughter or something. And then she can also talk to animals. It's hereditary. The, the but magic. that first one, especially, you know, yeah, I enjoyed that when it, when it came out. Mm. But this is not that. This, again, is based on the original... At one point, the title was, what was it, Voyage of Dr. Doolittle. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. And then they've just shortened it recently so to just Doolittle. It's not even Dr. Doolittle. In the movie, he is. Yes. A doctor, <laughs> yes of but the name of the movie it's is just Doolittle. Doolittle. One word. Like Madonna. Or Beyonce. <laughs> or Britney. Depending on how old you are. People call her Britney Spears. What are you talking about? Did she not become Britney? I don't know. Okay. I mean... Like Madonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe she didn't get short. Undeniable Madonna share. We've got a horror movie to close out trailer talk. The Turning, starring Mackenzie Davis and Finn Wolfhard. Mm. Davis, we're going to see her soon in the new Terminator movie, looking mm. very different in this. Finn Wolfhard looking like Finn Wolfhard. Yes. He needs to not do a horror movie or supernatural movie or TV series. <laughs> you know, just to do something different because... Is this set in modern times? Because that uh, that'll mix it up a bit for him. It kind of looks like it is, and it isn't. <laughs> I think because they go to an old manor, it's kind of hard yeah. to to pin. Whereas <laughs> I'm sure the movie will open and it'll tell us when it's definitely set. not in the eighties. I mean, he's got Ghostbusters coming out, but this is the one of the new big and upcoming horror movies. I don't even know what this is about. I watched the trailer. I don't know what it's about. I didn't look into it. I oh, don't know what I it's about. I feel like the duration of the two-minute trailer was like a very quick edit of the movie. <laughs> I found myself turning away at Do you moments. think there was a cohesive narrative in that trailer? Oh, it's probably all out of continuity, but they're yeah. showing us just so much up. happening in it. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I just don't know. The The appeal is... Ooh, Finn Wolfhard's in a movie. And Mackenzie Davis, like, I know her from that movie Tully with Charlize Theron. Oh, that's right. She yeah. is in that. The babysitter. And yeah. And she's amazing in that movie, so hopefully they don't waste their acting skills in this. Again, it's a trailer that looks to be showing way too much. 
I said big and up and coming. I don't know how <laughs> big a reception this uh, trailer has been getting. The first time I heard about it was when you told me to watch this trailer. Oh, okay, yeah, I'd, I'd seen the posters and I'd watched the trailer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So it's a movie. The Turning. Yeah, movie news then. Let's go straight into movie news. <laughs> All right, first up, Clerks 3. Kevin Smith says uh, Clerks 3 is back on as he and co-star Jeff Anderson have reconciled. Smith is now writing an all-new script. Um, what we've got here, the story follows Randall, played by Jeff Anderson, deciding to make Clerks after a brush with death. That's the story of Clerks 3. Meta! So that makes sense, right? Like, that is how I read it. That Yeah, yeah that, no, that is exactly what is going to happen. So you've got Randall working in the video store, as you mentioned, a brush with death. And just like Kevin Smith in real life, back in the 90s, mm-hmm. he's like, I want my life to be more than this, and I want to be remembered for something. I want to make a movie. So I'm going to make a movie. And he's making the first Clerks movie. That's great. Just give me Clerks 3. And at one point, Smith did have a complete script. But he scraps the whole thing. So he doesn't want to visit what he had done. Nope, he's nope. doing a whole new script. This is all new. Because Anderson has been the only holdout, which is why we've not had a Clerks 3 until now. So he wanted to definitely do it with him. He didn't want to... His... Didn't want to recast. He didn't want to not include him as a character because Clerks is Dante and Randall. Mm-hmm. Dante was based on Smith and Randall was based on... Smith's longtime friend, who also popped up in Comic Book Man for many, many years, and I am blanking on his name. Nope, Brian. Well, <laughs> his friend Brian, just like Cher and Madonna, <laughs> <laughs> just the one name, Brian only. So yes, I'm I'm interested in this. So we've got Jane Silent Bob reboot, and we've got Clerks three about the making of Clerks. I guess like both of those movies are kind of going down meta. Yes. Avenues, which is kind of cool. But you know what? After Torsk, Yoga Hoses, I'm fine with this. You want him to get back to these back classic to words? Yeah. the View Ask You-verse. Remember when we did our review of Murder Mystery? I do remember. And I was saying, I could do with another one. And I, was I want like, to see where and I was like, I don't the adventure need, goes next. I don't need it. I think this is what I said. I don't need it. But you know what? I'll take it. Murder Mystery 2 is in the works at Netflix. I want to stop you there for a sec. Yes. I just want to point out that in your notes, you wrote Murder Misery. I think it's spelt wrong, but it still says Murder Misery 2. I like that. Well, Adam Sandler (laughs) and Jennifer (laughs) Aniston expected to work. Jason criticising my hard work there. According to Netflix, the first film was viewed 31 million times in its first 72 hours one of the biggest opening weekends in Netflix history. I mean, on TV, people just can't seem to get enough of Sandler. <laughs> His movies open really big, and not just open big. They're consistently watched. Mm. It's as if By people... Us. <laughs> it's as if people will happily watch Adam Sandler for free. No, not for free. Yeah, they're still paying for but, it. But, and but, Sandler's definitely getting paid by Netflix. It's inclusive. It's an inclusive payment i think we're at a time we talked about this before on the podcast where his types of movies and the budget of his movies they don't play as well on the big screen as they used to and Mm. whether that's him in the lead or like will ferrell or i guess that's not a good example because ferrell can still bring in the numbers but those types of comedies don't play as well and even like smaller dramas 
Mm. And it seems like whether it's Netflix or other streaming services, that's where they're tending to play to a wider audience. I mean, I suppose if we're as long as we're still getting these movies, you know, the dramas or all these smaller comedies, as long as we're still getting them, and it's better than the screenplays just going to waste and disappearing, and the movie never coming to fruition. It's good, I think. I think I don't know. When we did our review of Murder Mystery, you know, I think we both agreed that this is the it's the it was the first of the Netflix Sandler movies that felt like it could have been released at the cinema. Yeah, it felt to a standard of the Sandler that we liked at least. At least it was approaching it. So I mean, I guess if they were to do a sequel to any of these Netflix Sandler movies, yeah, this is probably the best one we could hope for. I mean. Yeah, do you want a sequel to Sandley Wexler? Nope. And I don't mean <laughs> to keep rehashing our murder mystery <laughs> review, but I think part of what makes this stand to one side of Sandy Wexler and the do-over, what else, the Ridiculous Six, not having him just cast his mates, who I do still like, David it, Spade, Rob Schneider, all these guys, and I love watching them together in Grown Ups. I watched that again recently. But I think to get a different, to have this be a different standard, I think him with other actors, he brings up his game. If you want to go back in the feed, you can <laughs> check out our full review of Murder Mystery. Oh, <laughs> speaking of murders uh, and mysteries, Death on the Nile. Yeah, that works out. Yeah, that works. <laughs> yep. Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders have joined the cast of the new Death on the Nile movie. So that's uh, that would be the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, the Poirot movie. This is blowing my mind. French and Saunders are going to be in that movie. That is pretty crazy. I'm all for it. <laughs> um, they joined previously announced stars including... Tom Bateman, Annette Benning, Russell Brand, and Gal Gadot. So once again, this movie, much like its uh, Orient Express predecessor, is going for big names. It's shaping and up, yeah. a big mix as well. So Russell Brand. Talent, like it's crazy. Left field, I like it. But I remember when they first started announcing the cast for this movie, and these people have just been announced, more so French and Saunders. But I was a bit underwhelmed. Like, they, you know, some notable people had been announced, but it wasn't quite what we got in that first movie. Yeah, yeah. And now I think we're getting to a... Yeah, I think it sounds good. No, I, I can still... I reckon there'll still be a few more names on the way. The Matrix 4. We've got some casting. Yaya Abdul-Mateen joins Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss in one of the lead roles. This is the rumour. Young Morpheus. Yeah, <laughs> We've been... <laughs> Because he's black. <laughs> because we've been told we will see a young Morpheus in this movie. So is that confirmed that we will see a young Morpheus? Somebody said it. Mm. Well, I think <laughs> it, it all came from like they weren't like Lawrence Fisherman wasn't coming back, and then they were like maybe. We'll... I can't even remember what happened with his character because I don't remember anything beyond the first Matrix film. <laughs> I remember. Was it Neo on a bench? <laughs> I remember that. Oh, I don't know. I just, I just know Was that sunset? things went. Downhill fast. <laughs> but Matrix 4. Yes. I'm, I'm there for it. Well, I guess, like, if, if if a human, like, dies in the in the world of... When I say the world of the Matrix, I mean the real world in the world of the Matrix, 
Can they like is could there be like a computer version of them in the Matrix, like a Matrix version of them? Oh, so they live on but digital. Yeah, and then like could Yaya play like an Avatar version of Morpheus? You might or, accidentally be spoiling the Matrix Four. <gasps> I don't know. In if not that, what flashbacks or time travel? But that's assuming he is playing young Morpheus. He could be a new character, which is okay. If they're doing and allowed young Morpheus, let's just. Get the Marvel guys to de-age Fishburn. <laughs> Young Fishburn. Uh. Well, that's the Matrix that's for it, news. That's it, yeah. yeah. you're just lost in thought there. Hmm. Lost in the Matrix. Oh, my story. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, your story. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4. Sorry about that. Eddie Murphy aims to start the once-scrapped Beverly Hills Cop 4 after wrapping up Coming to America 2. Now, I thought this was already confirmed and happening. Nope. Nope. But now it is. But now it now is. Now it is. Doing press for Dolmite is my name. Murphy just made mention just off the cuff. We're wrapping Coming to America 2, and then we're going to get started on Beverly Hills Cop 4. You know what? I reckon, I reckon, I reckon he heard our podcast that we did. Our, our episode. recent episode of Rewind and Review. Yeah, and was like, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, no, no, the people love it. Um, We're just oh, yeah, um, they want four. Yeah, do dropping it. plugs left, right, center <laughs> on this episode. That's what we do. One of the things that I did say during that review, I don't want Beverly Hills Cop four. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously didn't listen to the whole episode. No, no, he, he, <laughs> yeah, he didn't listen to the end. The reason I said that though is because I don't want a watered down Axel Foley, and we kind of started to get that with Beverly Hills Cop three. Right, you want he's the young, smartass. Cop. And straight away, he's not going to be that. He's going to be the old, <laughs> maybe still a smart-ass cop. I and don't want him to be the new police captain left at the station and a new rookie cop with a chip on his shoulder starts out on the beat. I don't want that. But we're getting Beverly Hills Cop 4. Now, if you're asking me, will I be there opening weekend? Of course I will. <laughs> Take my money. Part of the problem. Give me more Axel Foley. <laughs> you mentioned the Coming to America sequel there. Murphy has confirmed... It will be PG thirteen. That oh. original movie was R rated. Is that the official? Is the official title coming to America or number two we... in the middle? No, no, it's not just us. It is them. not just playing it games is, here. It is official. Love it. But Murphy, yeah, like PG thirteen. That that'd be like an M rating for us. Yeah, That's which in line is, with it's not that first movie. So they're gonna have to. That first movie has it has boobies. They'll have to. But, uh, Tone it down. Mm. Some people are worried. And on the back of that news, you, it could lead to speculation. Beverly Hills got four. PG-13. Again. Oh, right. It's the third I mean, one all yeah. over again. But it's, do we get them or do we not? And and I certainly want to see Eddie Murphy <laughs> going back to these characters. I just, he spent so much time doing movies that his kids could watch. Yeah. But most of them are growing up now. Let's go back to doing They're ready more to see movies. boobs, Mr. Murphy. Boobies. Strip clubs. I mean... Bananas in things. Could. That's not dirty. But it could be. Ballerina. What is this? Female-led John Wick spin-off. Wow. Is in development titled Ballerina. I'm reading the news as I deliver it. I uh, think people know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's currently unclear if Keanu Reeves will appear, but if he does... It'll only be a cameo. 
Okay, John Wick spin-off. So this is a character, obviously, in the movie. It's set up in Chapter 3. Ah, so introduced in, in, this, uh, in the third movie as well? I obviously have not You spend gone there. enough time... It's, like it's a new introduction to John Wick's life and his past, but then they leave it. So this movie is obviously going to go back and it's going to explore. Oh, so she's just a further. loose thread, a plot thread. Well, it might not necessarily be this one character that we see. It could, okay, to give you some idea, think Black Widow, Red Room. Ah, um, that's kind of what they're going for. Um, so it's similar and it's more in line with the stories that Black Widow is based on for that type of character. You know the secret assassin undercover so yeah i mean it it could be good but john wick just keeps growing like we're getting chapter four we're getting the continental tv spin-off and now we're getting a female-led movie spin-off anyway let's talk about the inspector that you mentioned at the beginning which inspector uh gadget (laughs) (laughs) gadget okay uh yeah, Inspector Gadget. New movie in development at Disney. Of course, our first live-action Inspector Gadget was Matthew Broderick, and our second was French Stewart. That one I didn't see, but I did watch the <laughs> Broderick one. I did watch the French oh, okay. Stewart one. And it, yeah, bad. Very bad. I used to watch the cartoon as a kid, but it's just not a character that I've got a strong attachment <laughs> to, to be honest. It's Inspector Gadget. He's got a great theme song, and it's Disney. He's a Swiss Army knife in a with a with a helicopter in his head. He can do it all. Mm. Um, I I would like to see a new um like a modern, well done take on Inspector Gadget. Well, this could be it. That's it. Yeah, I'll take it. Don't need Matthew Broderick back. That's fine. Leave him be. Uh, but but you played him once. Yeah, it's like you need him. Nah. Definitely not Fred Stewart. <laughs> I mean, they both played him just as many just times. as much. They'll find someone. They'll find someone good. It'll be okay. I don't want to talk about Inspector Gadget anymore. Uh, TV news. <laughs> <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh no, you're doing the update this oh, time. Or do you want to do this? No, story? no, you can do it. No, you do it. What's uh, what's happening in the world of Crisis well, on Infinite Earths? Well, there's been some crazy Michael Keaton stuff going on. Um, there's a Bruce. Well, there will be a Bruce Wayne reference um, in Crisis on Infinite Earths, basically in the form of an Easter egg. Uh, so th- was this released as just an image, right? This is a... The picture that's been put online of a newspaper is a prop that had been left on set. Right. Now, the Gotham City Gazette is what it is. So newspaper reveals an image of Keaton's Bruce Wayne with the article headline reading, Wayne Tech CEO Bruce Wayne to marry socialite Selena Kyle. Let's just talk about that for a moment. Yeah. I love everything about that. Now, my question to you is, so is the, let's say, let's call it the Burton-verse, it, would that be an alternate universe within all of this, or is this the Batwoman universe? So you've got Crisis on Infinite Earths, and each Earth has a designated number. Mm-hmm. The number for... For this one is Earth 89, which is just perfect. Better than saying Burtonverse. 89, yeah. Earth 89. So this is the world where we're introduced to Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. We were never going to get Keaton on a CW 
Could teen drama. I mean, it's not going to happen. Could you imagine? <laughs> but what they're giving us instead is this bloody brilliant Easter egg. And not only is it reintroducing us to the world of Batman 89, it's giving us like what could have happened after Batman Returns. That Batman and Catwoman get together. Or at least they're engaged. I mean, that's true, but that's enough. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take enough. it. I mean, look at that Halle Berry Catwoman movie, which is bloody awful, by the way. But so they don't look at it. make reference to the fact that she's one in uh, like a long line of Catwomen, and there's a scene where this woman throws all these pictures up, all these photos of previous Catwomen who have fallen over the years, and one of them is of Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Is Michelle Pfeiffer's picture actually there, or yes. is, does it just say Selena Kyle? No, 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 it is a photo of Michelle Pfeiffer Ridiculous. as Catwoman. Hate that movie for that and many other things. Because <laughs> they But I'll, I'll leave it there, because I may revisit it for an episode of Sounds Like Comics <laughs> at uh, some point. But it's amazing. Um, a new report claims another actor from Tim Burton's film will make an appearance, Robert Wall. Wall played Gotham Globe reporter Alexander Knox in the 1989 Batman film. I mean, come on. It's Rep- just getting better and reprising better. Reprising as Knox? That's what people are saying. Oh. Having him come back as Knox. And having an actor, a character that's established enough that people know, holding that newspaper, genius. Doing it that way, you don't necessarily need Keaton. You've got him in that world. They're no doubt going to set it up and have the lighting to give you that Tim Burton-esque feel. I mean, I, I keep saying that each time we talk about more Crisis on Infinite Earths news, it just keeps going from is, strength to strength. Is the newspaper like a modern newspaper with an old photo of Bruce Wayne? Or is it an old newspaper? Oh, that's a good point. I didn't see the date, but it's very much like... Keaton as he looked as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You know, there is a rumour. We know Kevin Conroy is playing an aged Bruce Wayne in this crossover. The rumour is that Conroy is actually playing the Michael Keaton Bruce Wayne. But he does not look the same, especially if they have a photo. He does not, but he's older <laughs> and people change over time. But I I would like it if Conroy played the like Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond. Oh, you yeah. just had him in the cave and he's talking to Terry McGuinness on comms. That would be great. That would be great, but in live action. But on top of all of this, um, here's another thing. Now, I, this has got to be a rumour. Uh, characters from DC Universe's Titan series may also appear. I mean, at this point, I'm not going to rule out anything. You know, it got confirmed that if not for the cancellation of Krypton, that show would have also crossed over. Oh, what the hell? But it's they're doing it in such a way that you can have characters show up during Crisis in this five-part crossover and never needs to be mentioned in their ongoing series. So you don't, you wouldn't need to then have the Titans characters return to their show and think, oh wow, that was a bit of a crisis. <laughs> they got got weird over there, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like they never have to mention it, but mm. they can mention it within the CW shows but who knows i mean that is a rumor at this point apparently titans were written into a draft of the script whether it stayed that way who knows i'm but enjoying Belante, his name's across all of these shows That's it. so he's pulling the strings I, i'm enjoying titans and i think it's it's a, it's just a very different 
thing to all of the Arrowverse stuff. But, I mean, I guess everything else that they're sort of crossing over is as well. So, it's I mean, very different, and I think they make it to its own standard. And that's why, if they're going to do crossovers, just like they're doing with Black Lightning, none of these characters are going to pop up in Black Lightning, just like they wouldn't in Titans. But you can have Titans and Black Lightning pop up during the crisis, and it's okay. I mean... Oh, I just I can't even like when, this, <laughs> when this crossover finally arrives like we've got John Wesley Shoot back in costume again as the Flash and we've got to see a picture online of Burt Ward walking the dog we don't yet know who Burt Ward's going to be playing but the rumour honestly there's so many rumours the rumour about obviously. the dog is that the dog is actually Ace the Bathound okay we can move on from Crisis now <laughs> uh, just a little bit of news on Arrow Colton Haynes is returning as Roy Harper for the final season. He pops in every now and then. Yeah. He so left the show, he came back. I wasn't the show. Like, he clearly left it, yes. <laughs> but with them just doing 10 final episodes, it's going to be good to get Roy back on screen again. One last time. Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. Uh, Michael Chiklis voices Deathstroke in Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. Uh, the 12-episode original series is set to debut in the first quarter of 2020. The series follows in the tradition of CW Seeds, animated series Vixen and Freedom Fighters, The Ray. They put a trailer out for this, and it is the bloodiest I have ever seen Deathstroke. Looks pretty good. The fact that they've not gone with Manu Bennett, who played Deathstroke in Arrow, does make you think because that this is its own thing. But like Vixen and, Vixen and Freedom Fighters was in the Part same of continuity. The yeah, yeah they used the same actors for those animated series. And even Constantine, City of Demons, Matt Ryan once again voiced Constantine mm. in that. But this does seem like its own thing. It's not even like the situation where it seems like, oh, they've gone with someone cheaper. It's like, it's Michael Chiklis. Like, he's worth a few dollars, right? You know? Maybe even a little bit more than Manu Bennett. Possibly, yeah. So Um, this is 12 episodes. So maybe they'll do, like, a feature-length edit of this, like they did with Constantine. We've got a brief synopsis here. I'll do it very quickly. Uh, Ten years ago... Slade Wilson, a.k.a. the Super Assassin called Deathstroke, made a tragic mistake and his wife and son paid a terrible price. Now, a decade later, Wilson's family is threatened once again by the murderous Jackal and the terrorists of Hive. Uh, Can Deathstroke atone for the sins of the past or will his family pay the ultimate price? Will they? Will they? Oh, right, yeah, definitely. Kill them all. (laughs) Kill them all. I mean, I'll watch this, especially if it's going to be broken down to 12 parts, but Deathstroke as a character is never really done that much for me, and we're getting a lot of Deathstroke lately. Yeah, do you prefer him more as just like that villain? You know, the, the I like him as a villain and he's an imposing threat. And Titan season two, he's the main villain in that season. You so just far. don't want to linger on him too. Yeah, long. but this is his whole thing. What about Chickless though? He's really working his way through the comic book characters, isn't he? <laughs> How many has he played now? Well, he did. Ben Grimm, the thing in the two Fantastic Four movies. Uh, he was a cop in the Gotham TV series. He was the dad in the TV series No Ordinary Family. Did you see that? Yeah, that was that one season. Yeah, it was like The Incredibles slash Fantastic Four, which is pretty much the same thing anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it was just yeah. really weird. But this guy just likes to play in this world, I guess. I like superheroes. Harley Quinn. We have a 
release date for the animated series November 29th. That is, of course, on the DC Universe streaming app, which is still US, so I don't know when we're going to get that here in Australia. But all the other DC shows have started popping up on Fox 8, on Foxtel. They've started popping up? Pennyworth, Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol. I mean, Pennyworth isn't part of the DC Universe streaming service, but Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing are. The first show they put out, Titans, we got here on Netflix, and I was kind of thinking the other shows would go there as well, but no, they've gone to Foxtel. Mm. So maybe that's where Harley Quinn will go as well. Hellstrom. This is Marvel TV's horror series. Uh, Yeah, Hellstrom. Um, It finds leads in Elizabeth Marvel of Homeland. Is that really her name, Elizabeth Marvel? Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Tom Austin of The Royals and Sidney Lemon of Fear the Walking Dead. This is the show that wasn't cancelled after Ghost Rider got cancelled. So this is the other Spirit of Vengeance show. I feel like I... Did I hear about this? Well, I mean, obviously we must have talked about it. We talked about it last time. So this is Damon Hellstrom, the son of a devil. I still don't know from when we last recorded if he's the son of Mephisto or another another Marvel devil. How many Marvel devils are there? Lots. Damn. Stranger Things has officially been renewed for season four. This was one of those announcements and I was like, no shit. Like, yeah. (laughs) Hey, we got a cool little teaser. Oh, yeah, it was that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But seriously. What's the tagline? It's like they're not in... um, They're not in... Wherever they live. Hawkins Hawkins anymore. anymore. Yeah. That's it. I was like, no shit. (laughs) Half of them moved. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah. Oh, is that a spoiler? Oh, well. Fourth season confirmed. (laughs) Ghosts. BBC One sitcom. Uh, Ghosts has been given a third series before the second has even been made. I love this show. And ordinarily, I wouldn't have put it in his nose. <laughs> it's slightly outside of what we talk about, but it was a previous recommend that I made on the show. Ghosts. Love it. Masters of the Air. I'm, I've purely added this to the to the rundown to tie in with your <laughs> episode of Rewind and Review covering, what was it, Band of Brothers, Band of Brothers. and Saving Private Ryan. Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks are bringing their Band of Brothers and the Pacific follow-up Masters of the Air to Apple TV+. Plus. We've talked about Apple TV before and nothing they were putting out had <laughs> any interest to us. Is this the first thing you've been interested in? Am I interested? I liked, I enjoyed Band of Brothers and I liked the Pacific and Saving Private Ryan, like... I didn't really... I wasn't crying out for more of it. I'm still not interested in Apple TV. <laughs> but if you are, the I series... Wouldn't, I wouldn't get Apple TV for this. Oh, okay. The so... series... Can I just do the story? I'm the sorry. series follows the 8th <laughs> Air Force, has nine episodes, and reportedly cost over $200 million to produce. My God. I'll just... I'll wait till it's available on, like, DVD or Blu-ray or something and pick it up that way and... I mean, I guess Apple has deep pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred million. Yeah, right? wow. But, but I mean, that's to the standard of those other shows. And, you, and you've got to spend that money. And and if you're a fan of war movies, war TV, it's then, right up your alley, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Up there, isn't it? If you're a fan of Will Smith, 
Yep. <laughs> the Fresh Prince. Not enough to watch Gemini, man. Am I dead? Yeah, I'm going to give that a pass for a while. Uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Will and Jada Pinkett Smith's company, Westbrook Inc., is developing a spin-off series based on the show. This has been talked about for, I think, maybe four or five years. So That's how long it's been confirmed. But now it's actively in development. Do we know what spin-off character... And if you I, say jazz, like that's not he's not a character. He's not. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I'd, I one think of the, if, if anything, this one of the banks probably lends itself more to a reboot. But then just go back and watch the show. <laughs> it's still it's still really good. Like I I don't know. You know, I read something about when they were first making it for the first couple of episodes. Like I think it was the the network wanted to sack. Will Smith, really. because he wasn't very good. And fortunately, a case was made for him and he was able to prove them wrong. But it's like, the show is Will Smith. So to do The Fresh Prince, whether it's spinning off, I don't know, like, it's him. So to wait and say, I mean, it's going to happen either way. I mean, he'll be involved in it because, you know... Oh, it will be. It's his production company. Life, yeah. But him in front of the camera, like, he's great in that show. We'll just have to wait and see. And that's it for TV news. Recommend. What do you have? I'm going for El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Now, be warned, this movie is purely for Breaking Bad fans, which I am. Hence, I really enjoyed it. Um, It's well made. It's to the standard of Breaking Bad. It has all the feelings of Breaking Bad. But if you haven't watched the show, you're not going to understand anything that's going on. I mean, you might, but nothing's going to mean anything. It was really good. Very unexpected. Heard about this a couple of months ago. Um, it wasn't what I thought it would be. Like, it's very much about um, Aaron Paul's character, Jesse Pinkman, and what happens to him pretty much right after where we left him. I won't say too much, whether you haven't watched the show or plan on watching this movie or whatnot. Um but yeah, it, it's it's all there. Vince Gilligan's back. He's writing. He wrote it. He directed it. There's cameos through the roof of characters from the show. It's pretty solid. Are you a Breaking Bad fan? Never seen it. Wow. Never seen it. Guess it's uh, it was before before our days doing this. So yeah, we never. Really... It's just a show that I missed. I and I never I never caught up. As far as recommends go, you know I'm always like, oh, which is Breaking Bad is a solid show from the start to finish. Every and episode I, is I believe that to be the case. And then people go on to rave about Better Call Saul and I'm hearing good things about El Camino, but I've just Yeah, I don't know, no interest. No interest. It might be something that I come to later on. But even like all the buzz this past weekend about El Camino, it's meant nothing to me. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's funny. I thought our Camino was like, oh, Jesse will go up against some new like Mexican drug lord, mob boss, and I realized, oh, El Camino's a car. <laughs> I've never seen Breaking Bad. I saw the the title of the movie in the poster straight away. Well, that's the car. Okay, <laughs> clearly you have one percent more knowledge of uh, cars than me. I'm, I'll probably get to the show at some point. At a minimum, do. Breaking Bad. It's not a long show. Six seasons. And, you know, I've uh, not watched it because I don't think I like it or I don't think it's going to be to a high standard. I, I just, yeah, there's just so much stuff going on. Like so much new TV. And I've just never, 
Never caught it. When you have a break. But it is something the wife's interested in watching, so no doubt one day we'll settle down and watch it. I mean, you'd think Breaking Bad would pop up on Netflix with them having the movie. Maybe, maybe. If it was on Netflix, I'd I'd watch it. I think it's on American Netflix. Yeah. Don't ask me how I know that. Um, I'm going to recommend Year of the Rabbit. What the hell is that? Just like my previous recommend, Ghosts, it is a British comedy available here in Australia on the iView app. So you don't know this show at all. Now, Year of the Rabbit, is that uh, referring to like the Chinese Zodiac? No. So the show (laughs) follows Detective Inspector Rabbit, who must fight crime with his new partner, Strauss, and the daughter of the chief of police while rubbing shoulders with street gangs crooked politicians and Bulgarian princes. It's bloody brilliant. Playing Inspector Rabbit, Matt Berry. In my head, I'm visualising this show and they are rabbits um, having a it's problem. It's live action, it's <laughs> Victorian England, and it's fantastic. It's just six half an hour episodes. It's already been picked up for a second series. It's fantastic. It's a great, got a great cast and uh, it's got a decent budget. So the, the costumes and the settings really play true to the time and it's Matt Berry you know him from Toast of London the IT crowd and I've started again watching Disenchantment based on your previous recommend and he is the prince that gets turned into a pig so just to give you an idea of who (laughs) Matt Berry is he's bloody hilarious in anything that he does especially Toast of London and Year of the Rabbit which is the show that I'm here to recommend it's bloody good mate once we finish recording, chuck on iView, Year of the Rabbit. You'll love it. It's pretty late, but okay. And that's it for the recommend section. And I've got a little bit of trivia on Adam Sandler. We've talked about Sandler a little bit during this episode. Always good. And because we sometimes, well, quite often talk about Adam Sandler, I'm just hoping that I've not touched on this trivia previously. Sandler was originally set to play Taxi Driver Max in the movie Collateral from 2004. He would have starred opposite Tom Cruise, but he backed out to work on Spanglish. Jamie Foxx was cast in Collateral instead, and Foxx went on to be nominated for an Academy Award for the role. Wow. I'd like to see Tom Cruise and Adam Sandler in a movie together. And that film opens with Jason Statham as well. I don't think you've spoken of this trivia before, but for some reason... I think we have talked about Tom Cruise and Adam Sandler together for some reason and the Uh, notion of that. I like it. So maybe you have, I don't know. But this seems new to me, so... And and this bit of trivia left me intrigued. Has this happened before? Is there another big movie in a role that he was considered for but they went with another actor instead? Oh, I found one, by the way. Okay. (laughs) Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the movie that came out in 2005, the role that went to Johnny Depp, we could have had Sandler as Willy Wonka. I don't know if I'd want it or not. um, uh, mm, (laughs) I just think if it's the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka, I don't know. I could see Adam Sandler doing something like that in a movie Hmm. that's got a decent budget. I mean, if you see his stand-up, a lot of his routine is singing, he's playing instruments. I think he could do a good Willy Wonka. I think they should revisit this. It's 
third attempt at a live action Willy Wonka. Isn't that happening somewhere along somewhere? Um, I don't think so. It was animated that TV series Roll Doll. Oh, they are. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be different. That's more of a yeah. anthology series. I think if they at some point revisit, maybe is Adam Sandler too old? This is just a bit of silly trivia, oh, but man. I am with you completely. Um, I want to see Adam Sandler in a big budget Willy Wonka movie. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, I do. And on that bombshell, <laughs> that is that is it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Street Podcast. We also have our sister shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstudiopodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Joker and Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Sounds Like Comics did a recent episode looking at the Adams Family movie from 91, and Rewind Review have an upcoming episode looking at Zombieland from 2009. And stay tuned for our upcoming special 200th episode... Do we want to tell them what it's about, or...? I think it's close enough. I mean, what's this? Episode 199. Yeah. I think we can tell them. Okay, for the first time, we will be doing a Halloween special. Now, we did a Christmas special, so maybe less festive, more scary. Is that what we're going for? And I'm getting stuck into the prep all of edit, and I'm loving going back and watching... Horror movies, like something I've not spent a lot of time doing outside of new horror movies in quite a while. So I'm going quite far back and having a lot of fun doing that. But with episode 200 coming up, we just wanted to do something special and to do something different. Because if not, episode 200 would have been, drum roll please, Zombieland 2. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought, no, we need to do something else. So we're going to, Zombieland 2 will be coming episode 201. Gonna push that back a little bit. Um, yeah, so if you haven't gathered from that, uh, a whole episode devoted to horror movies. We're talking about our, some of our favourite ones, playing some games with each other. And that's it. Just like yeah. we did with the Christmas special. Like earlier on when we were doing the movie show, we come up with different segments and not just talk about the news. So we're going to dust off some of the old segments and give them a Halloween thing. Ooh, spooky. I mean, credit goes to Jason. You suggested it. I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. And then quickly just fell in love with the idea. Yeah, so we'll turn the lights off and we'll just... Wait, what? Well, you've been listening to <laughs> Luke and Jason, the guys from that film shoot. See you soon. Tell you what, though, coming to America 2, we've got better news on that. Smurfy's come out and confirmed it will be PG-13. Did you just say Smurfy 